Welcome to the Lead Me On podcast, where we give you practical solutions for extraordinary leadership. My name is Lori King-Taylor, and I'm here with my co-host, Lori Gorell. For more than 25 years, we've been educating and coaching individuals who want to transform the way they lead. Join us each week as we provide inspiring conversations to help you increase your capability to lead with greater impact and influence. Get ready. It's time to lead me on. Hello, Lori Gorell. How are you today? Hello, Lori King-Taylor. I am fantastic. Thank you. I'm so glad to hear but that you're doing fantastic. How are you doing today? I am doing just peachy. Peachy. I'm just peachy. Isn't it peach season? No. My it is where I'm from. Okay. <laughs> Good enough. Good enough. So I think today our topic of choice is going to be establishing effective mentor relationships. It is, in my opinion, one of the success factors in leadership development. It really is. And it amazes me at how many people don't have those relationships. They don't have that mentor that they can talk to and, and look up to and get guidance from. They want to do it on their own. They're missing such a valuable component in leadership. So provide clarity. As we are talking about mentor relationships, and we would answer the question, what is it? What is a mentor relationship? It's really building a relationship with a person who you look up to, a person that is in a position that you might be aspiring to be in. And we're talking leadership. So it could be a, a person you want to move into a VP type role, or you want to lead a larger team and they lead the team. But you could also have mentors in other areas of your life as well. And I, I think an important piece of that is that the other party is willing. Absolutely. I was at a Simon Sinek. It was like a small round table kind of mini conference. And he shared the story of how he was really flattered and honored that one of his fans asked him to be their mentor. But that's not a, a position that he could take with that person. So it's really important to consider somebody's willingness. It is. And we need to establish too that it is a relationship between two people. I've heard people say, John Maxwell is my mentor. They've never met John Maxwell. They just read his books. John Maxwell's not your mentor. You admire his work and you learn from him, but that's different than having a mentor relationship. So when we talk today about mentorship, we're talking about a relationship between two individuals, a mutual relationship between two individuals. All right, now let's answer the question, who needs a mentor relationship? Well, I am going to say, in my humble opinion, everyone, because we all want to grow. We all have things to aspire to. In our leadership positions, we want to continue to be better leaders. We want to grow in that. 
So I think as long as we are living and breathing, we want that kind of a relationship. And then we're going to get to the point where we become the mentor. We're looking to mentor other people. So for me, it's everyone. And keeping that in mind, and we'll talk more about finding a mentor, but making sure that it's an appropriate match based on where you are at that given time. I want to say it takes a lot of work on both sides to be in a mentor relationship, but the benefit reward of that is that there is a lot of value for both sides. It's mutually beneficial. And I think a lot of people have the impression that if I'm a mentor, I'm pouring into the other person and it is a give, give, give that I'm not getting anything in return. But oh my goodness, in situations I've been in, I've learned probably as much from my mentee as they are learning from me. They bring a whole new element to things. They've been in different places than I have been in. And and so you can learn on both sides. I'm mentoring a a woman right now and I won't share the, the situation, but I am a willing mentor. And I have learned so much about resilience from this woman that, you know, I thought I, I had it going on and then I meet her and it's like, no, she's got some super skills in resilience. Yeah. And so we can really learn from those individuals. So let's talk about how to go about finding a good mentor. The first place to look is if you are part of an organization to look inside, depending on where you are. If you're the CEO, then I wholly recommend looking outside because you need another perspective. But if you are inside an organization to really look there within to see, is there a position that you're aspiring to become and you see someone doing it really well? And is there somebody you want to like, avoid and not be placed with that person, right? But I think there's a lot of value in looking inside an organization if you like where you work. And then you can also look outside an organization for a mentor because people outside the organization can bring a whole new perspective from the organization they're coming from. So they can look at things outside necessarily the box of your room. So Yeah, look inside the organization, but if you don't find somebody there that just is really a good fit for you, which we're going to talk about, don't hesitate to look outside the organization. And when you're looking outside the organization, look at your professional networking groups. I know all of my professional groups that I'm in, they have a mentor wing. There's somebody there that's ahead of you that is is someone that would be good um, to mentor you. I also think family relationships, really looking at your family network, whether it's somebody that is family, sometimes you have an uncle or someone who's doing something that is like, yeah, I wanna be like that, or it's family friends. Right, it's mom's best friend is the VP of sales of of this organization and that's the coolest thing ever. So looking at those family friends, looking at your teachers, your former teachers. Professors. Professors would be great. 
um, looking at people in even other career fields that might be a little different from you, but that you might have an interest in learning how they're doing things. I also think looking at people who it just feels like a really good symbiotic match with somebody's values that you admire and the way they demonstrate those values and their career trajectory, it just feels like a good match. Exactly. And in looking at, you can look at somebody's career trajectory and say, uh, they're in a position I want to be in. But then, you, like you're saying, you got to dig down a little deeper into values because if their values don't align with yours and they go about doing things different than what would feel good for you when we're talking about aligning with values, that's, that's not going to be a good mentor relationship for you. Yeah, because you're always going to have that bit of internal struggle, right? When you're trying to see how do you fit together when there is a clear disconnect? Yeah. And, and looking at personalities, because we all have these personalities that we just have a harder time with. And so you want not necessarily someone who has the exact same personality as you, because we've talked about, you know, how much comes from working with people of different personalities, but does your, do your personalities mesh with each other? There's not, we're not putting oil and water together. You know, can that personality fit? And you mentioned networking groups and yes, some of them definitely have that networking arm to help you find someone. But I find that I'm in a networking group and it's all vetted professionals and it is a lot been here locally for me, but they keep opening branches across the country. But in being on these calls, these right now Zoom calls with these people all over the place, I have met some fascinating people that I think I could really benefit from spending time with them. Yeah. So pay attention. Somebody at church, if you go to church, there could be somebody within the church that, that you see and that you know. So pay attention when you're with people, when you're in these networking groups or when you're at work or your family, just pay attention to the people around you and look for that person that you aspire to be more like. So say we find someone, we want to approach them and we'll just assume they've agreed. How do we get that relationship established? I think one of the first things that you have to do when you have come together, you both are in agreement that you're going to have this relationship, you have to create a vision and a purpose for the relationship so that both parties know what we're trying to gain from this relationship. So sit down and talk about as the mentee, what are you hoping to gain through your relationship with this other individual? What are your career aspirations? And then write it down. And I think that's a good point. And to have a few of those things in mind before you approach someone. Because you just said, I really would love to spend some time with you and have you as my mentor. And that person might be like, why? Why? <laughs> what, what would you want from me? So to have a couple of those things in mind so they have an idea to even answer if they're a good fit. But then when you're getting that relationship together to really get into it together. 
Absolutely. I think something else that you want to do from the get-go is you really need to establish some ground rules. You know, we've talked in podcasts before about in teams establishing ground rules, but it's important to establish ground rules in a mentor-mentee relationship. What subjects are off limits? Um, Timeliness. How long am I willing to wait for you if you're late? What happens if you don't show? What happens if you don't come prepared? So what are just some of those ground rules? And they don't have to be a lot, you know, two or three ground rules so that everybody's on the same footing. Yeah, I like that one a lot. I think it's really important to make the commitment. If you are going to enter into this, commit to it. On both sides. Yeah. Not just the mentee. But if you've agreed to be the mentor, you also have to fully commit to that relationship. That person is really counting on you. Let's talk about what does respect have to do with this? Everything. If if your mentor is taking time out of their most likely very busy schedule to spend time with you, to give you nuggets of wisdom, to guide you, to coach you along the way. Respect is huge. You know, so be on time, be early, just show up. First of all, (laughs) well, make sure if you're showing up, you're on time. Yes. Show up, but be on time, be early, Uh, be very respectful of their time. If you've established in your ground rules that your meeting is one hour, end it at one hour, Don't keep that person longer. Don't call them on the weekends or at home and badger them and say thank you. And you know what? Every now and then, pick up the check. Yeah. You know, and it's common courtesy, but it it definitely is, is worth repeating all those things. It is because unfortunately, a common courtesy has gone out the window in a lot of different areas of our life. So what about establishing consistent meeting times? I think that's huge. First of all, it's easier to commit, right? If you know exactly when you're meeting, it's not always fussing over a schedule and wasting that time, but it's also showing that commitment on both sides saying, I'm willing to do this. I am willing to meet you. Let's do this at this consistent time and place. Yeah, the second Tuesday at lunch, we're going to meet. Second Tuesday of the month Mm -hmm. at lunch, we're going to meet. And then you're not constantly chasing your tail. Yeah, and it will only be that rare occasion a vacation comes up for one of you that it needs scheduled rather than breaking out the calendar every time. Another really important part of that relationship is you have to build trust with each other. And... You as the mentee have to show your mentor that you can keep confidentiality, that what is said in the meeting, you're not going to run around town with because they may be very open with you about situations in their life. And the reverse is true of the mentor. The mentee is going to be very vulnerable to you. So you've got to build that level of trust with each other that what happens at that table stays at that table. Yeah. Vegas rule in mentoring. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) What happens in mentoring stays in mentoring. (laughs) So let's hit it. The three practical solutions for extraordinary leadership. Let's do. So the first one is if you are not already in a mentor mentee relationship, consider finding one. 
consider finding a mentor. And if you are at that level in your career, consider being a mentor. For sure. And really super important is make sure it's a right fit. And if it's not, find a graceful way to end that relationship. It's so important that it's a good fit. And end it quickly. Yeah. And the third one would be be consistent and give it the time it deserves. I would say, you know, a minimum of three to six months just to establish the trust, to establish the relationship, to get the cobwebs out of things and really move forward. It takes time. It's not going to happen overnight. Yeah. And it takes time preparing for your meetings. So not to forget that as well. Absolutely. All right. Well, this has been a great conversation, Lori Gorell. I look forward to next week. Me too. Until then. Thank you for listening to the show. If you enjoyed it, we would so appreciate a review on iTunes. And don't forget to subscribe so you won't miss a single episode. If you're interested in knowing more about our upcoming events or working with one of us personally to transform the way you lead, visit our websites. For Lori King-Taylor, visit trinityperformancesolutions.com. And for Lori Gorell, visit upwardsolutionscc.com. Until next week.